God is desiring to form godly character in each one that's called to follow Jesus. That's what God is wanting to do in our lives. So we need to know what character is. We need to know what this means that that to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. You know, so many Christians uh, get caught up in that game of, you know, they hear the word, they hear the word, they go to church, they hear the word and they know what's right up here. But they fail to actually live what's right in here or from here is what I mean to say. And, and, and so that is where there's a disconnect in, in so much of the church today. Uh, you know, we know what's right. <laughs> you, you can even ask kids what's right. But the difficult part of life is actually doing that from your heart. And that's where we know that, that, that we need God to, to come in and do work. We need God to work in us. Uh, we're going to read Second Peter chapter 1 in your Bibles, if you've got your Bibles. If, if not, just listen up. Um, but I, I just wanted to start here in the front row, if we could, and, um, and just go one person at a time, take one verse at a time until we get up to verse 11. So start in Second Peter chapter 1, and we'll just read all the way through to verse 11, one verse at a time, and we'll start uh, right here. Uh, with with you, Daniel, is that okay? Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Josiah. Forgive me, forgive me for that. Yes, yeah, start in verse one and read it, and then we'll go to Scott, and then we'll go to Jerry and Craig, and then just right along to the back. Yes, sir. And this is Second Peter chapter one. Second Peter chapter one, verses one through eleven. Okay. Amen. So, what we have here in this first eleven verses of Second Peter chapter one is. Well, first of all, Peter just lays it out so beautifully that, uh, you know, our position in Christ and he talks about how God through his divine power there in verse three, he's given us all things that we need that pertain to living a life of godliness. And it all comes through the knowledge of Jesus Christ who called us. That's what he tells us. And, and he tells us we've been given exceedingly great and precious promises. These are the promises that we can stand on. They're the promises we rest in. They're the promises that uh, create for us a structure in our lives that we can live out our godliness uh, before the Lord. Now, in verse five, he starts talking about character. And he says, look, you haven't been saved. Basically, we haven't been saved just to stay the same old person. God didn't save you so that you could just stay the same way you were before you met Jesus. He saved you so that you could add to your faith. And he calls on us to begin to add to our, our faith diligence, virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and then love. And if you study that when you have time, you'll notice there's a progression to each one of those. And, and, and it comes all the way up to the, the greatest gift of all, which is love. That's the greatest character trait that we're pursuing, guys, is, is brotherly love. And, and, and brotherly love is a reflection of godly love, God's love. And so when we get there, uh, that's how we know we're mature. We're spiritually mature is when we're people that are able to love the brothers and the sisters in our God forever family. Um, but that's what we're going to be looking at. So we need to be diligent, Peter says, in these times that we've been given to pursue these virtues. This is what godly character is. So I want to talk about character tonight and I want to hopefully answer 
uh, at least four questions through the class, through the course of the class. Tonight, we're just going to answer one. The focus is on what is character exactly, but we're going to look at how character is formed. We're going to look at where does it come from and why it matters. But tonight, what is character exactly? Well, uh, your, your first point there on your outline, you can fill in the blanks as we go along. Character is the basis of how you make decisions. How you make decisions. So, uh, it's been said that you sow a thought, you reap an action. You sow an action, you reap a habit. You sow a habit, you reap a character. And you sow a character, you reap a destiny. I put that quote on your outline for you. But everything that we do, guys, is directly the result of a decision that you make. And that's why God is able to hold us accountable for our works, uh, because we're the ones that decide uh, what we allow to hang out in our mind and to fantasize on. We're the ones that decide what we slip, what we let slip out of our hearts. What we've been putting into our hearts is going to come out through our mouths. And we're the ones that decide to do the things that we do. Ultimately, um, every decision is the basis or that's how your character is being formed in life. Uh, it's it, you can trace it all back to the decision making process. Uh, decisions come from character. And for that reason, having a godly character is of supreme importance. Uh, sub point B character is not only doing what is right. It is having the right motive. OK, having the right motive. Motives matter to God. It's not just about being able to check off an external box and say, well, I went to church. <laughs> God is interested in why you even want to be at church. God is interested in the why behind you at church. Uh, look at First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3 through 6. I've got that scripture listed there for you in the outline. Let's read that together. Uh, it says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also forewarned you and testified. So, in those verses, we see embedded in them a motive for, uh, first of all, let me just ask the question. Can somebody tell me what, what, what God is wanting us to do? But through, in those verses there, what's, what is the will of God for us in those verses? Abstaining from sexual immorality. That's the will of God. What's the motive that is listed in those verses for, for doing that? Can anybody see that? I'll give you a hint. It starts with the word because. Yes, Tanner. Right, right, right. That's it. So God gives us the motive embedded right there in the scripture, doesn't he? <laughs> he says, listen, uh, I want you to abstain from sexual immorality. And then he says, because if you don't, the Lord is going to avenge. The Lord is going to avenge. And a lot of people never catch that. We don't realize that God embeds motives within Scripture and helps us to see that, hey, he's a, he, he wants us to do these things for a reason. He gives us a why reason. 
You know, as parents, we need to be able to give a why reason for what we tell our kids to do. You know, often we, I, I found in my parenting that if I cannot give a good reason for what I want my children to do, it's often just something I need to just not, not I, I need to let go and not uh, make a big deal about uh, and, and, and really listen to my kids instead of frustrating them on. Uh, but if I can give them a why reason that's a godly principle and has scripture behind it, boy, I stand on that conviction, you know, um, because there's a good reason for it, you know, and that, that has to be what our lives are built on as well. We need to have the right motives and we need to explore our motives. We need to examine our motives. We need to open our hearts up because character is not just doing what's right. It is having a right motive. Listen, guys, God is more concerned about my holiness than my happiness. Okay, God is more concerned about my holiness than my happiness. Uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a principle from Scripture there. C, character is not equal to competence. Character is not equal to competence. Okay, a lot of people think, well, there's a competent guy. He must be a godly man. Or there's a competent guy. He must have it together. He must have character. Not true. Not true necessarily. Okay, uh, character is not equal to competence. Competence is being proficient at what you do. But if you don't have character, then competence can only help you to a certain extent. It will only get you so far. It's character that brings you true success in life and especially in the eyes of God. True character is what gives you success in the eyes of God. Uh, if we're men and women of character, then God can bless us and he doesn't have to worry that we're going to you know, fall apart. You know, uh, God can truly bless us if we were just competent people and we didn't have character. We wouldn't know what to do with success. We wouldn't know what to do with the blessings that God gives us. And we would fail ultimately in our mission and purpose that God has for us. But if we develop our character, guys, then God sees that, hey, okay, this person is ready to be blessed with these other things. And as I bless this person with them, I know that they're going to use those blessings rightly to bless others to shine the light, to give glory to God, to do things that are going to make my name great in the world. And so that's that's the person, a person with character. Hey, we see people with competence all the time that they make it to the top and they just implode. You know, uh, think of uh, an example in my mind is, is Johnny Manziel. I hate to pick on the guy, but he's he's pretty out there. He's put himself out there pretty well. Um, uh, you know, and, and I don't want I don't want you to think I have ill will towards the guy, but he's an example of a guy who a uh, hugely successful athlete makes it to the NFL and just basically tears himself apart. Because he didn't have the godly character instilled to handle that success. You know, that when that success was thrown on him, he ended up just, just being destroyed. And, and, you know, I don't know where he's at now and, and he may make a comeback. I hope he does. I hope he comes to know the Lord and all of that. But, but guys, we cannot equal character to competence. We need to realize it's different. Um, D, character is not tolerating evil in our hearts. Okay. D, not tolerating. <clears throat> Bell. Not tolerating evil in our hearts. Yes, Ronnie. Can we back up just a little bit, Phil? Sure. Back up to first Thessalonians four, three through six. Yes, sir. Talking about the motives there. Mm-hmm. And he 
says the motive is because the Lord is the vendor of all suffering. Can we, can we dig into that just a little bit further? Sure. And I, the reason why I'm saying that is because if you go to verse 4, it says that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. Right. And to me, that's a huge motivation yeah. there. Yeah. Granted, we know that God is the judge, and mm. he'll judge us all. And if we do wrong, we'll have to, we'll have to face, you know, for doing wrong. But mm-hmm. to encourage, especially the younger people here, when you can control yourself in a manner that's godly, then you bring about that sanctification of yourself. I'm not saying you sanctify yourself. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit, of course. But then you have that honor to be able to do that, and you can share that honor with other people mm-hmm. by being that way. Now, does that make sense to you? Or Yeah, I, I think so. I think, I think that's a, it's a different motivating factor, a different motivating factor there for sure. You know, uh, hey, I want to be motivated to know how to possess my own vessel to, to honor God. Yeah, to, to, you know, having God as the, the motive, you know, the, the honor part. You know, I want to honor God with my body. That's a great motivator. Like, I agree with you. Like a young person that's not married, if he or she has that mindset to be like that, and then they're looking for a spouse, and they can find a he or she that's doing the same thing, then just think how great that union's going to be. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I was just pulling out that motivator that, you know, I needed to be knocked over the head with, but that's another one. You know, sometimes we, we read through that scripture and I, I had not seen the motivation there of the, the, the very real reality that God is going to avenge people that are mistreated through sexual immorality. You know, and there's a lot of people that get uh, exploited. There's a lot of people that get used. And man, if you're one of those that is using them, that, this is a very strong motivation. But but you're right, Ronnie, this is another motivating factor in there is, is that that of honoring God wanting to honor God with your body that's a great that's a great insight thank you and well Ben I mean kind of what you, you know just to cap on what you're saying about Manziel and to mm-hmm. you know, so that and kind of take them full circle back to the Marine Corps is when we learn about character it's not just doing the right thing when everybody was watching but doing the right thing when nobody is watching mm-hmm. yeah you know, because you're watching, you know, your character is, is watching you over you. So it goes back to that each should know how to possess their own. Yeah. In Manziel's case, when everybody was watching, meaning when his parents were watching, or his coaches, but once he was on his own, he didn't have his own yeah. control of his own vessel. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. Very good, very good. So they're moving to D, evil or character not tolerating evil in our hearts. You know, this is a big one um, that gets uh, brushed under the carpet so often because it's so difficult. Um, you know, uh, we're humans and, and one of the things that we're really good at is justifying our sin. <laughs> we are really good. I'm really good at convincing you that the reason I can do wrong is I have an excuse for it. You know, I have a good excuse for why I do what I do. But but in reality, uh, the mark of a godly person is somebody that realizes, look, I can't change God's standard in my own heart either. And so, you know, we, we're, we're so good at looking at others and going, well, well, they got this going on or look, look at that. I see that. But, you know, I can I can see my sin in other people so clearly. 
but oftentimes in my own life, I tolerate it or I justify it or I, you know, I want to overlook it. But in reality, godly character is not tolerating that evil even in our own hearts. And, you know, I, hey, I'll be honest with you. This, this is extreme, but, but it's, God's, it's God's standard, not my own. And so I can't lower something. You know, we can't lower that bar. <laughs> the goal is always to come up to God's standard, not to bring God's standard down so we all get in. Hey, we're going to get in because of Jesus Christ and his grace, his love, his mercy. But, uh, but we can't lower that standard in the meantime and, and think, okay, we can tolerate evil. No, all evil, it's got to go. Um, it's all got to go. So uh, somebody can read first, uh, Proverbs 8 for me in an out loud voice. He said, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogancy, and the evil way, and the perverse mouth I hate. All right. So God, God giving us some strong words. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. That's an actual definition of the fear of the Lord, you know, he's, he's saying it how it is. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's a good question to ask. So, you know, do I hate evil in my life or do I kind of do I kind of treat it kind of like a little pet sometimes? You know, I think I think all of us have those areas where we kind of make justifications. You know, uh, you know, one of the things I know for me personally, I'll do this sometimes with movies. Uh, especially violent movies, you know, that's my, that's my, that's one of my weaknesses. I'll make a justification on, well, well, it doesn't have sex in it, you know, it doesn't have that other bad stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to watch it, but it's really violent and it's not, it's not edifying at all. And so that's an area where I need to go, you know, I need it. That's evil. That's, it's over the top violence. It's, you know, over the top using God's name in vain. I, I, that's evil. And I need to call it what it is and not be afraid of that. So, uh, you know, we need to all look in our lives and think, you know, God, what's something in my life where, you know, I'm kind of tolerating evil and, and, and not really fearing you. Um, we come now to E, and that's character is reflecting the love of God. Reflecting the love of God. That's what godly character is all about in the end, guys. Remember First uh, Peter or Second Peter chapter 1, that long list of virtues, or actually seven or eight virtues there. Uh, and, and there the last one is, is love. And, you know, bad character, we could define bad character as reflecting the opposite of the love of God. So bad character is what we see when someone is being uh, the opposite of what God would do, doing the opposite of what God would do in a situation. And those who have a godly character being formed in their lives, they're going to be on a continual journey in which they're transformed more and more into godliness. Yes, Scott. Yeah, Phil, um, one verse that uh, when I was a young Christian, one of my, uh, one of my fellow believers um, um, shared with me one time, just, you know, something that was, uh, important to him to remember and uh, just as we live our daily lives and we interact with people and we make friends um, and that and when you mentioned the word bad in character I remembered it, it mm. clicked. and it says bad company mm-hmm. corrupts good character yes yeah 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 is that first Corinthians did you say Jerry okay yeah first Corinthians 1533 yeah no that's a great verse I'm gonna write that down just because I think that goes so well and we're going to find out if Jerry's right. If he's wrong, we're going to get him. No. 
<laughs> That's a great verse. Yeah, so, so uh, I want to stress something here that, uh, you know, this whole thing right here, this is all a, a direction that we are moving in, okay? We need to submit ourselves to a continual process or pursuit might be a better word, okay, of character. And this is what I was going over in our pastoral ministry class on Sunday, is that, look, guys, uh, the, 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 the standard or, you know, what we're shooting for is, is to continually pursue this. We, we're not ever going to arrive completely in this life. We, we've been clothed in this temporary flesh. The flesh has passions and desires. I mean, we're, we're going to be sinners, but that doesn't change the fact that this is what we're called to pursue. And it's a continual pursuit. We just have to realize, hey, I'm going to slip. I'm going to fall from time to time. Um, but when that happens, what do I do? And this is where God is so interested in uh, us coming back to the door of Jesus Christ. He, he says, I am the door. We come back to Jesus and we confess our sin and we get right back on that path of grace. And we continue to follow character. That's what God is, is really wanting from each and every uh, a disciple of Jesus Christ. Yes, Ronnie. Could we say that this is the, the part of the process of uh, sanctification? Yeah, yeah, I definitely believe so. Process of sanctification is 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 becoming more and more like Jesus. It's it's a it's a process that we're all called to journey on. All of our lives, just just a continual. You know, sometimes it's so discouraging when you you see God's standard. Sometimes, <laughs> and you go, "Man, I'm never going to make it." You know, and you think, "I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be." But but that's not what God wants us to focus on. You know, that's why He sent His Son Jesus Christ. He sent His Son Jesus Christ so that we could go. Okay, that's God's standard, but Jesus met that standard for me. Jesus died on the cross for me. Jesus shed his blood so that I could be forgiven and cleansed. And that's where we need to have our focus. And so we need to pursue Jesus Christ and, and, and that needs to be the focus. So as we grow in character, we're going to notice a change that we grow in reflecting God's love. That the more Christ-like we become, the more uh, we reflect God's love to the world around us. You ever notice that it seems like the most judgmental people are Christians? I've noticed that about myself. I'm, I'm always going, man, Phil, you're so judgmental, <laughs> you know, and why, why are you so judgmental? And, and, and oftentimes it's because I think, you know, I, 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 I'm looking at the wrong thing. I'm comparing myself to other people instead of looking at Jesus and going, that's who I need to be pursuing. And what was Jesus like? Well, Jesus is one of the most loving and fun to be around. I mean, the multitudes came to him. They enjoyed his presence. And, and you know, he was able to sit down at, at, at the table with religious guys and sinners alike. And he was able to somehow stay untainted from joining them, participating in their sin, and yet staying true to living out the gospel and giving the gospel to these people. And, and that's our goal. That's our mission in life is to find that that balance where we are living a holy life, yet we're not cracking down on people judgmentally. We're, we're loving them like Jesus did and 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 bringing the truth of God's, uh, uh, 
you know, uh, salvation into their lives. So, uh, and that's how I want to wrap this up as I close. Um, if we're looking for a person who can most show us what true godly character is, there's no better person to look at than Jesus Christ. If we're looking for a model of godly character, we find it in Jesus Christ. Uh, he's the number one person that we should be looking to and pursuing and seeking to become like.